You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by PPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Nice day to our listeners as we wrap up the 18th trading week of the year. We're also heading midway into the second quarter with earnings releases already trickling in. This is Rico from BPI Trade and you're tuned into another episode of Market on Close. Philippine shares succeeded to stay above the 6600 level to close at 6,685 up by over 60 points or 9 tenths of a percent week on week. This is the third consecutive week the index managed to book gains as the first quarter earnings season starts to ramp off. Year-to-date, the index is up by 1.82% from last year's close of 65.66. Index breadth was mostly positive, with 18 in the green, 11 in the red, and 1 unchanged. Leading index movers were SM Investments, Ayala Land, SM Prime Holdings, and Mondenisen. Worst laggards, on the other hand, were BDO Unibank, ICTSI, Maralco, and Wilcon Depot. Total value of shares traded for the week amounted to 25 billion pesos, with average turnover at 6.25 billion. If we exclude block sales though, average turnover stood at 3.98 billion. Four of the six sub-indices closed higher this week, led by the property and holding firms indices, up by 2.28 and 1.85% respectively. Those in the red were the financials and services indices, down by 1.56, and two-tenths of a percent, respectively. The broader all-shares index, on the other hand, rose by 67 basis points week-on-week to 3,556. For the year, the all-shares index is up by almost two and three-quarters of a percent. On to the local currency, the local peso strengthened to 55 spot 30 against the greenback, better than last week's close of 55 spot 38. Philippine inflation for April slowed down for the third straight month to 6.6% from the 7.6% recorded in March. The print was better than analyst estimates pegged at 7%, but still higher than the government's target of 2-4%. The drop was attributed to slower inflation in food and non-alcoholic beverages, as well as diesel, gasoline, and electricity. Philippine manufacturing activity eased to an 8-month low last month, as the S&P Global Philippines Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, stood at 51.4. This was the lowest since the 51.2 recorded in August last year. S&P Global Market Intelligence noted that the start of the second quarter signaled a loss of momentum across the Filipino manufacturing sector. United States President Joe Biden vowed to send a first-of-its-kind presidential trade and investment mission to the country during his first meeting with President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. at the Oval Office. Mr. Biden will send the trade and investment mission to enhance U.S. companies' investment in the country, innovation economy, its clean energy transition, and critical mineral sector, and the food security of the Filipino people. The national government fell short of its budget deficit ceiling in the first quarter after missing its spending target. The Bureau of Treasury showed the fiscal gap narrowed by 14.5% to 
to 270.9 million pesos during the quarter. This was 9% lower than the 298.71 billion program deficit set by the Development Budget Coordination Committee. The country's public debt and external debt vulnerabilities are seen as moderate according to the Asian Development Bank or ADB. The ADB said the Philippines ranks relatively poorly due to the current account deficits, currency depreciation, and low import coverage of reserves. Listed power firm Aboitis Power is considering putting up an additional capacity of 1,200 megawatts through liquefied natural gas. President and CEO Emmanuel Rubio said that they are currently doing feasibility studies so that they may meet the baseload requirement by 2028 to 2030. He also said that in the short to medium term, LNG is a viable option as LNG prices are currently at a premium. Ayala's energy unit ASIN reported a rise in its net income for the first quarter to 2.03 billion pesos. The over five times increase was driven by higher net generation on better wind resources. ASIN recorded a 23.5% rise in consolidated revenues to 9.14 billion pesos, fueled by higher revenues from electricity sales. ASIN said its revenues were lifted by better output from its wind resources and the start of the commissioning of new power plants in the Philippines and Australia. ASEN also announced that they had secured a 20-year service contract for its solar projects in Australia at a price that protects it from low wholesale electricity prices. The company bagged the long-term service agreements for its two solar projects at the New South Wales government's first renewable energy and storage auction. Villiar's all-home attributable net income for 2022 fell by 35% to 933.77 million pesos, as it reported a 12% decline in revenues to 12.56 billion. The company attributed the decline to the shift of revenge spenders to travel and leisure with the lowering of travel restrictions. All-home says it will continue to push efficiencies to record improvements in the gross and net profit margins. Vismin property developer Sebulan Masters saw a 10% rise in its attributable net income to 888 million pesos in the first quarter of the year, driven by strong performance of its business units. Consolidated revenues grew by 33% to 4.78 billion pesos. Cebu continues to be the main driver for revenues, contributing 41% to the top-line growth. The company, though, is planning to introduce affordable housing in South Luzon, as it seeks to expand beyond the Visayas and Mindanao areas. Listed internet service provider Converge ICT has formally launched its entry in Boracay Island, where it sees tourists and transients to be the base market for its product offerings. Co-founder and CEO Dennis Anthony Uy said that the company's entry is part of its 2 billion peso underground infrastructure investment in Panay. Listed EEI Corporation has appointed Lorenzo V. Tan as chairman of the listed construction and engineering company. He replaces Helen Y.D., who has stepped down for personal reasons. This comes after House of Investments sold a 20% stake to the Romualdez-led RYM Business Management Corp., 
that reduced the Yachenko-led firm stake to about 35.3%. Frutas Holdings reported a consolidated net income of 82.36 million pesos last year, reversing the net loss incurred in 2021. Attributable earnings reached 77.24 million pesos. Revenues, on the other hand, increased by over 63% to 1.1 billion pesos, driven by higher same-store sales growth during the year. Broadcaster GMA7 or GMA Network saw a 71.5% drop in net income attributable to shareholders to 603.7 million pesos during the first quarter of the year. This is due to the absence of political ads. GMA booked a 31.5% lower revenues to 4.02 billion, while revenues from advertisements dropped by 71.5% to 3.7 billion pesos. Courier and remittance agent LBC Express narrowed its attributable net loss to 541.97 million pesos last year despite booking lower revenues. LBC recorded 15.19 billion pesos in service revenues last year, down by 6.5%. The LT Group has named Lucio Sitan III as its president after the year-long transition period, replacing his uncle Michael G. Tan. The 30-year-old executive is the grandson of LT Group chairman and CEO Lucio C. Tan. Medilines distributors recorded a 53% growth in core net income to 214 million pesos for 2022, driven by higher revenues. Revenues increased by 24% to 1.9 million pesos, mainly due to the distribution and delivery of its cancer therapy devices. Its linear accelerator devices were delivered to major hospitals in the country. Andrew Tan's Mega World said that they expect to generate up to 4 billion pesos in sales as it launches a 22-story residential building in Iloilo City. The building will offer 415 smart home units and will be located at its 72-hectare development at the Iloilo Business Park. Still listed holding firm Metro Pacific reported consolidated core net income of 4.3 billion pesos in the first quarter of the year, up by 38% year-on-year. President and CEO Manuel V. Pangilinan attributed a strong performance to significant volume increases in power, toll roads, water, and healthcare businesses. Favorable tariff adjustments and savings from operational efficiencies was also noted by MVP. Attributable net income, on the other hand, fell by 12% to 5 billion pesos as the company benefited from gains in acquiring Lanco Pacific Corp last year. Metro Pacific last week disclosed plans to delist from the stock exchange as First Pacific Company, GD Capital, and Japan's Mitsui & Company announced a tender offer to buy a minority stake in the infrastructure company. The consortium is offering to buy out minority shareholders, owning a combined 36.6% at 4.63 pesos per share, representing a 22% premium over the one-year volume-weighted average price of Metro Pacific's common shares on the PSE. Also from the MVP Group, Telco Giant PLDT reported an attributable net income of 9.02 billion pesos during the first quarter of this year. This is down by 70 basis points from the same period last year when it booked non-recurring gains. 
core income though was higher by 5.1% at 8.64 billion pesos. PLDT's top line was also over 5% higher at 52 spot 36 billion pesos, with service revenues reaching 49 spot 73 billion. Listed food and beverage company RFM registered an attributable net income of 135 million pesos during the first quarter of this year, down by over 59% from last year due to higher expenses. Top line, on the other hand, increased by 10% to 4.3 billion pesos, though gross profits went down by 15 spot 7% to 1.13 billion pesos. Direct costs and expenses were higher by 23% at 3.16 billion. Konsunhi led firm Semirara Mining and Power booked a 40% drop in first quarter net income to 9.03 billion pesos due to weaker coal contributions. Consolidated revenues fell by 29% to 20.7 billion pesos on reduced contribution from coal operations. The company noted that the decline in revenues was offset by the all-time high revenues of its power segment, which grew by 59% for the period due to improve plant availability. And this is your market calendar for next week. On Monday, May 8, we have a cash dividend X date for SM Investment Corp's common shares. We also have the release of the Philippine unemployment rate for March. On Tuesday, May 9, we have cash dividend X days for East-West Banking Corp common shares, Philinvestland common shares, Megawide Construction Corp Preferred Shares Series 2A and 2B, and Premier Island Power Reed Corp common shares. We also have the release of the Philippine Balance of Trade for March. On Wednesday, May 10, we have cash dividend X dates for Apex Mining Company common shares, Philippine Savings Bank common shares, and the release of the U.S. inflation rate for April. On Tuesday, May 11, we have cash dividend X dates for Ayala Corporation common shares, COL Financial common shares, and the data release of the Philippine growth rate for the first quarter, Philippine foreign direct investments for February, and US PPI for April. On Friday, May 12, we have a cash dividend X date for Arthaland Corporation common shares. That's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.